For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today. Off-season conversation. Denard and I have three things we are hoping that the Titans look to do this off-season. We'll get into that. Super Bowl matchup is set as well, and it is a team that beat the Titans that got there. And so I know a lot of fans are frustrated that things didn't end the way we had hoped, but time to move on and focus on 2022, and that's exactly what John Robinson is doing down in Mobile right now, preparing for the Senior Bowl. Got a few comments and quotes from him uh, we'll get into, but before we do all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by BetOnline. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline has has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scored, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desk and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. And it's not just football. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts this time i would like to welcome in my very intelligent and savvy co-host denard walker denard how are you doing today sir i'm doing great finally you said something that's made me smile and uh i really love that intro so again I love that. Thank you so much, Davey Hudson. I, you're welcome. I went with that because whenever one of the things I believe that is on my list is going to make you so mad, I felt I should start with a, a good way to, to get you lighthearted. <laughs> I knew you were going to come back with something. There's a lot of stuff that can happen to Nard over the offseason. As you talk about it, the NFL stands for not for long. Probably a lot of players that are going to be cut that aren't expecting to get cut. And there's going to be guys on new teams next year that probably weren't expecting that to be the case. And we're still in the process of coaching changes happening throughout the league. But with that said, it just opens up new opportunities for players. I did have a few comments I wanted to get into right now with 
Don Robinson, you know, the grind never stops, and he's working on finding ways to continue to improve this team. And he had some comments that I wanted to pull up really quickly. The first one, and, and this goes without saying, but John Robinson said, obviously we wanted to go farther in the tournament, but I'm proud of the way the guys fought. And then he talks about how the next man mentality, the hey, next guy up mantra was something that he was extremely appreciative of the guys this season for how they fought. We've talked about the number the entire time. 91 guys played this season in an NFL record. But he said, you feel bad for the players, the coaching staff, trainers, operations, everybody that puts so much into this season. When you're fortunate enough to make the playoffs, unless you run the table and you finish it by winning the Super Bowl, it kind of ends like a car crash. It just comes to a screeching stop. When you look back and reflect, you think, what could I have done better? What could I have done? Could I have done this better or that better? You don't make any snap decisions. You talk to all the players, all the rookies, all the guys you're going to, who are going to be free agents. You thank them and you put a charge on the rookies that we need to do X, Y, and Z in the offseason. And guys whose contracts are up, Tell them we are working through it and we're not making any roster decisions 48 hours after the game. And like I said, he said, 2021 Titans will be remembered for the next man up mentality, uh, the next man up mantra. Denard, as we set forth into this upcoming battle that is the offseason, what is the first thing you would like to see the Titans do when it comes to offseason changes? Well, it's a long off season. I mean, there's going to be a lot that's going to happen between now and, you know, when the start of training camp. So again, the rosters, it will not look the same because you have so many guys up in free agency. The first thing that I want and I want to see is they need to try to keep their defense intact. Uh, unfortunately, the way free agency is today, Davey, and it's it was like that when I came out, what Teams, uh, what they like to do uh, a lot of times is keep their offensive personnel. So they try to keep the nucleus of the team by keeping offensive guys and then just plugging in uh, free agents uh, when it comes to uh, showing up your defense. And particularly, uh, that's what the Denver Broncos did for so many years is that you would see guys like Eddie McCaffrey. You would see players like, you know, John Elway. You would always see Rod Smith. You'll see Shannon Sharp, or if they went out and uh, got some kind of offensive player, that was very rare. But then you would see their defensive side of the ball, and it would be eight or nine free agents that they just plugged in. So first of all, I would like, I hope that they will sign Harold Landry back. Uh, I think that would be the first priority if I was a general manager. This is the time of year where we like to play the role of John Robinson. And the first thing that I like to do when, I, if, if, when I'm grading a guy is I don't look at the postseason. I look at what he was able to do during the regular season. And you're talking about a player, Davey, you know, your fourth round, excuse me, your second round pick out of Boston College in 2018. And the only thing that he's done over the last four years, he's gotten better. If you look at his stats, uh, you go back on a three-year span. He's only second to Javon Kirsten Sachs over a three-season between 2018 and 2020. Uh, Carol had 19 registered sacks. Javon had 36 between 1999 and 2001. And also, when you look at Harold, you go back to his first year when he started in 2019. What did he do? He recorded what nearly nine sacks and he came back in 2020. I know he had the five and a half sacks, but what was amazing is the quarterback pressures. He had 32 quarterback pressures. 
as well as 10 tackles for losses. And then this year, you're talking about his free agency year, Debo. He he basically shut everybody up and said, listen, I'm going to go out there and ball. He had 12 sacks this season. And you look at this defensive line, one of the best seasons they've had. Um, when you talk about that unit, you go back 2000, what, 2020, they had 19 sacks all season. And 2021, this defensive line, they registered 43 sacks this defense, 43 sacks, and 12 of those came by Mr. Harold um, Landry. So I would like to, I would like them to see, I would like them to try, excuse me, in signing Harold Landry to a long-term contract this offseason. D, that's a great point. And I know I said whenever we were picking this topic, I didn't want to actually see your list ahead of time, thinking that there's a possibility this one might be on there. I definitely have re-signing Harold Landry as a must as well. I will put that as an honorable mention just since that is on your list. Just to go into some more points, uh, right now, Harold, his market value is looking at around $17 million per year. Uh, it's according to SpotRack whenever they take a lot of numbers and they do a lot of adjustments there. Uh, to put that into context, right now, Bud Dupree, his average salary, or his, his average salary is 16.5, so it would be slightly above that. And it's, it's going to cost money, but a guy to put that in comparison with is like Shaquille Barrett. He's with with the Bucks. I mean, he's making $17 million a year. And so he's definitely up there whenever you look at a lot of these top pass rushers in the game. Now, he's not going to get anywhere near TJ Watt money. TJ had the big contract extension this past season and obviously is going to be the defensive player of the year whenever you look at how tremendous his season was. But Harold... Obviously, a big factor in the Titans whenever we look at how they were able to generate a pass rush with just four. And I do think with Bud Dupree given another year or another offseason to recover from that ACL injury, you saw him get better as the season went on. I think that defensive line is only tapping their potential, starting to tap into their potential. And that's scary whenever you think about how much success they had late in the season. So I'm with you. I would love to have Harold Landry. Harold. It's one of those guys where I'm going to toot my horn real quick. I wanted them to use the first-round pick on him whenever they ended up selecting Rashawn Evans. I was actually kind of bummed that they they went with Rashawn at the time. Fortunately, they traded up in the second round and were able to still select him, and it's obviously been one of their best draft selections in the John Robinson era so far. And so I'm, I'm with you. Definitely need to re-sign Harold Landry. But the other thing I am going to to pivot for my first point, it is about reassuring the offensive line. And I say that because right now, John Robinson has really struggled whenever it comes to drafting offensive linemen. The right tackle position has been a revolving door during his time. Uh, he decided to let Jack Conklin walk, didn't want to pay him. And while that might still have been the right decision whenever you look at Conklin's injury history since then, you've not been able to have somebody step in and be steady. You whiffed on the Isaiah Wilson draft pick. Dylan Radins, while they're still high on him developing, it doesn't look like right tackle is going to be that position. You have some guys getting older. Ben Jones currently looking at being a free agent this offseason. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do about the center position? And even if you do bring Ben back, he's getting older. You still need to get some youth there. Nate Davis still on his rookie deal. Looks as though he'll be solidified in at the right guard. Left guard Roger Saffold played great. Pro Bowl alternate who's going to be down in Orlando this weekend. So shouts out to him. But another guy that's getting older. And then you look at Taylor Lewan. A lot of talking points this offseason are, is he a potential cap casualty whenever you look at how much money he's taken up versus the 
production you've gotten from him since his ACL injury. That remains to be seen. That could be something to where possibly bringing back Harold, they don't have the money to go ahead and, and move forward with, with keeping Taylor. As we know, the salary cap will at least be going up this year. So seeing how John Robinson maneuvers that, but definitely when you look at the long-term stability for this team, the offensive line, there are some pieces that definitely won't be there in a couple of years. And as we know, as much as this team likes to run the ball, you got to have some strong run blocking. And Ryan took way too many shots throughout the season. You got to help sure up that pass protection. And starting on the right side at the right tackle position is key there. So that would be my first note. Denard, moving right along, what do you have for number two, sir? Well, number two, um, you know, this really bothers me because. This was an area of concern uh, coming into the season was who was going to be the number two receiver. And in free agency, they addressed that by going out and getting Mr. Julio Jones. Unfortunately, uh, it was a situation that didn't work out, not because of the chemistry. It was because he was banged up this year. And when I looked at the numbers for Julio, and you remember, you remember I said stats are misleading, it amazed me that he finished up the season with 31 receptions for only 434 yards and one touchdown. That's, that's not Julio-like, uh, considering what he was able to do over a 10-year span in Atlanta. You're talking about one of the greatest receivers in the first 10 years in the National Football League history. He shattered all of Jerry Rice's records. Uh, and when you look at the first 10 season, nearly 900 receptions from nearly 13,000 yards and 60 touchdowns. So at least what I'm anticipating Tennessee doing this year is that they need another playmaker. Okay. They need something solid other than number 11. I don't think that you can just sit back and say, we're going to focus, uh, have AJ uh, as the focal point, because if that's the case, what happened uh, let's say about what, two weeks ago down in the divisional playoff, excuse me, in the playoff game, yeah, in the divisional series, excuse me, between Cincinnati and Tennessee, you only really you only had one productive receiver out there, and that was AJ. And so what they're gonna have to do, they're gonna need a solid number two this offseason, David. When I looked at the Bengals receiving core and I compared them to Tennessee, and you wonder why Cincinnati is playing in the Super Bowl, look at their receivers other than Jamar Chase. Now we can sit here and talk about Jamar Chase, he's only 21 years old, and we can talk about the nearly 1,500 yards that he uh, had this season and the 13 touchdowns. But let's not forget, coming into this game, we were we really wasn't talking about Jamar Chase. We know what he what he can do. We talked about the other two receivers that lit us up last year, and that's talking about Tyler Boyd and your boy, uh, Mr. T. Higgins from Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Look at their numbers for the season, and you you look at them both of them. Tyler Boyd nearly had a thousand yards receiving in, um, in the regular season this year and five touchdowns. But when you look at T Higgins, he had over a thousand yards receiving in between the, and you look between the both of them, they had 11 touchdowns. So what you see in your number two and your number three is production. You go back and you look at Tennessee. If you take your number two and three receivers, Davey, and that's talking about Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Julio Jones combined. They had 69 receptions for a little bit over 900 yards. So you see, you're going to need to get not only younger. If you look at Tyler Boyd, he's only 27 years old. If you look at T. Higgins, he's 23. You look at Julio Jones, he'll be 33 to start of next season. So if you're Tennessee, do you take the chance and sign him back? I'm not anticipating that happen. And I, I don't think they can do that again. You need some production. They need to get younger at that position. That's why 
that's really what's been the difference in this Bengals team, Davey, is because of the youth and being able to make plays on the perimeters. You don't always have to anticipate a strong dose of Derek. You shouldn't have to do that. If you look at what they've been able to do with Mixon, yeah, you know you're going to get a productive running game. But guess what? If the running game is not going, you know that you have playmakers on the perimeters that can make plays and move the ball. With Tennessee, everything revolves around A.J., so, again, I'm looking at this team this offseason. I'm saying they have to get younger and they have to get better at their receiving core in order to take that next step. Uh, the cap hit for Julio in in 2022 right now will be a little over $14 million, uh, for that year and 2023. So there's possible ways they could shift that around, but I don't know if you look at how much dead money, it would be $13 million dead cap if you were to cut him, I believe. That's not until after next year. So I, I think based off right now, he's going to stay on the on the roster. Uh, but I'm, I'm with you. You got to you got to see more there. I, I look at this draft class. John Robinson said it. It's deep at wide receiver. You look at some of those guys. Uh, they need to find a guy that they're able to put in some positions that can do it all. And while I would like to see them get more creative, I think your biggest hindrance there is something I'm about to go into. But before I do that, Denard, I want to talk about Masterworks. You know, a guy like Tom Brady uses Masterworks. Now, you might be wondering, what is Masterworks? Well, Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. Art pieces actually outpace the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 to 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of just two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest. Plus, you can get priority access with our game day promo. Go to masterworks.art/believe. That's masterworks.art/believe. See important disclosures at masterworks.io/disclaimer. Masterworks, go check them out. Denard, you're talking about finding other guys. You don't just need Derrick Henry to be the home run hitter. We've seen what you can get out of A.J. Brown, but you need to find a way in which you're utilizing these guys better and more often when I'm talking about your receiving core. You saw Arthur Smith do this quite a lot with guys like A.J. and Jonu Smith. Now, while they don't have a tight end like Jonu on this roster, Maybe that's a position they address through the draft. That's definitely one of my honorable mentions. But one of the things I would do to improve this offseason would be to let Todd Downing either go back down to tight ends coach uh -oh. or let him walk. This is the one I figured you wouldn't like. But I would go out and get the guy. I would go get the guy that Mike Vrabel wanted to hire over Todd Downing in the first place. Do you know who that is? And who's that? His name is Tim who's Kelly. Who's that? He was the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. I, I know who that, that is. The Houston Texans, they weren't good. Well, they beat us once, almost beat us again, and look at what he was dealing with. Find a way to get your guys. I'm, I'm just telling you, Denard, Mike Vrabel wanted to hire Tim Kelly in the first place, but the Houston I Texans— I knew there was something to that introduction. I but said, you Houston know what, he's going to say some— oh. The Houston Texans would not allow— <laughs> Uh, they just wouldn't allow uh, Mike Vrabel to interview him last year, and so that's why we got Todd Downing. But you got to get more creative. I don't think we did a good job with that, and there's a chance 
that Todd Downing really learns from his mistakes. There's a lot to learn from, but it's one of those things. I know Denard is not happy about me saying it, but I didn't say I wasn't happy, but I, oh, you know, I know you're not. I can, I'm going back I mean, from the beginning. You know actions, what? I should have took over this show. Actions but I speak to louder than speak. words. Okay. And I can see it in your face, but you know, John Robinson didn't have, he didn't have any about comments who? about Todd Downing, but he did have the following to say about Ryan, because obviously Ryan had a very rough day against Cincinnati. And I've told you I've backed off from my bashing on Ryan, even though I am upset that I've, reach the conclusion he can't reach a Super Bowl. But here's what like a scorn woman. Here's what John Robinson said about Ryan. He said, I think Ryan is a leader. I think Ryan is tough. I think Ryan has made a lot of great plays for us. He is our quarterback. I don't know that there is a quarterback who stands in the pocket and looks down the barrel of a blitz and throws the ball as good as he does. I know he works extremely hard, loves his teammates, is competitive. He's played a lot of good football. And he said to have a micro evaluation over the game is not a over one game is not fair to any player. I think you have to look at the there scope of the body of work and what he has done for this football team since he has been here. Robinson said that, you know, every position gets evaluated, but he's, he's liked what he's seen from Ryan Tannehill. So I am, I know Ryan's got a few more years and I'm, I'm fine with that, but I, I do think if you're Todd Downing, you got to find a way to be more creative and help him out. You got to get these guys, then are you one of the guys you've talked a lot about? You've known him for a long time. Is Kyle Shanahan? What is one thing Kyle Shanahan yeah. always does? Players, not plays, right? Looks for the mismatches. Well, he. Well, you know what? Let's let's go back for a second. Let's rewind, and I want you to tell me when you look at the AFC Championship game. I want you to tell me the four teams that played in the AFC Championship game this past weekend. Just tell me the four teams. The four teams that were in the conference championship games? Yeah, yes. The okay. Uh, AFC had, and the NFC. Okay, in the AFC, you had the Chiefs and you had the Bengals. There you go. In the NFC, Chiefs you had the Bengals. Rams and you had the 49ers. Now, if my memory serves me correctly, when you talk about Ryan Tannehill, and let's just, let's just I mean, if you look at the AFC championship games, uh, three out of the four teams Tennessee beat this year, right? Yes. Doing right. Okay. Three out of the four. Hmm. So he beat the Chiefs. Not he, but the team did. He had a great game. They won 27 to three. So he went head to head against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they beat the Rams, right? Yes. Yeah. And they're playing in the Super Bowl. And he beat the 49. They beat the 49ers. I keep wanting to say he, but he had a great game against those three teams. This Am is I not correct? A, this is not I know, no, 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 no. I know, but I'm just saying. So three out of the four teams, this team beat this season. Mm -hmm. They finished 12 and 5. They were number one in the AFC. They won back-to-back -back, um division uh titles of well, AFC, uh AFC South titles this year, right? Since that's last time that happened was in 1960 and 1961. Yeah. And this is the third time. Uh, in this franchise history that they've been a number one seed. The last two uh, was in 2000 and in 2008. Mm -hmm. And they used how many players this year? It was by over 90 players. 91. 91 players. That's literally equivalent to two teams that Mike Vrabel coach. Yeah, and I thought they and the, and, and, and also, the And also the one position 
that was decimated by injuries was the receiving core. You're talking about Marcus Johnson, all of those players going down. So he had to use pieces. And I'm saying he, I mean, as in the quarterback. So if I had one guy, if I'm looking at the body of work that he was able to, uh, when I look throughout the course of the season, that I would say I want leading this team, it would be Ryan Tannehill. Now, I understand you have every right to be critical. Everybody should be critical of the play a couple of weeks ago. But once again, I don't think this is an area of concern. Not now. I think this team, they have a lot of issues uh, going into free agency. In particularly, they need to get better at the receiving core. You know, I keep going back, Davey. And, and of course, it, it's hard to let go. But, you know, if you're San Francisco, you're going to have to let go in two weeks from now. Uh, they're going to have some team. I don't know. It's either going to be the Rams or the Bengals. It's going to hurt like you know what after a team loses because I've been a part of a game like that. And the further you go into the playoffs, the harder it's, it's harder to get over that loss. But when I look at the body of work of Ryan Tannehill this season, Davey, it has been anything short of amazing. I mean, I'm telling you, Debo, this is this is the guy that I would want leading my team. Because when I look at what he's been able to do, considering the pieces around him, Davey, you tell me any other quarterback that can handle the pressure of what he had to go through this season. You're talking about really your top playmakers were your tight ends, Anthony Ferguson, Jeff Swain, who now are both up for free agency. So again, I look at when I look at um, successful teams, I look at Cincinnati. And I love what Bill Cowher said before the Tennessee game is that when you look at Cincinnati skill position players, they're better than at least in Bill Cowher's mind. And I think Bill Cowher knows this game and he knows skill position players, considering the fact that he's a Hall of Fame coach. He said it before the game that this team, this team is equipped to go into Nashville and beat Tennessee because of their skill players. Not so much their quarterback. Yeah, their quarterback is good. But if you look at the players that they have around, Joe Burrow, you you think about it. You think Joe Burrow could have pulled off a, a miraculous uh, twelve and five season or twelve and five campaign if he had to deal with three receivers, uh, losing your first two receivers and AJ and Julio Jones, and you had your number what three and four as your first, you know, your one and two uh, in the middle of the season. So again, I know people it's it's hard to let go. But, you know, everywhere you go and you look at San Francisco, San Francisco, they're having this issue now with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now everybody's saying this was Jimmy last interview. You talk about Aaron Rodgers, you know, and I don't want to get off court or deviate from what we're talking about. But again, I'm going with Ron Tannehill. And I think next year is going to be a year that it's going to be kind of a make it or break it, which means this is they're going to have some pieces in place for him, especially on that offensive unit to make that jump. But again, you know, let's stop beating him up. Oh, this was not going at Ryan at all. I simply mentioned Ryan because I felt he was hamstrung a little bit by his offensive coordinator. I know he had a lot of injuries throughout the year, but I mentioned him because by the time next season starts, the guy's going to be 34, Denard, and right now we don't have a backup quarterback. So it is time that the Titans start having to invest in a guy to be the guy after Ryan Tannehill. And so that's, that is why I, I put that there. I think there are a lot of good quarterbacks that could possibly – still be there for your third overall pick. I get it. There are probably some more needs that you need in the moment, but we've seen this year that if a guy goes down, it can really hurt you. The one consistent position that you had was quarterback as far as a guy being out there. So what happens if Ryan goes down? 
like, listen, no offense to Logan Woodside, but I've not seen anything from him to make me think he could go in and win you a football game at the NFL level. So that is why it is time the Titans need to start finding their guy of the future. You look at the quarterbacks right now, uh, the Joe Burrow, young guy, second year, incredible run. Patrick Mahomes, still young. You go back, the 49ers, they're going to be turning it over to a guy in Trey Lance. We know Jimmy Garoppolo is about to get the ax. Got to give credit because the Rams, while their system is different, they have gone all in now. They don't have a first-round draft pick till 2024. They said, you know what? This is our time to make a move. We're going to go get Matt Stafford. And if it's win now or bust. And so even if they lose to the Cincinnati Bengals, I still don't think you can call that move a failure, seeing as it got you back to the Super Bowl. And it's a, it's a great opportunity for Sean McVay. So my third point is find a quarterback for the future. And if you have a guy like Malik Willis fall to you in the third, I don't think he's going to get that far. You see an opportunity to possibly trade up, get him in the second, I say you make that move. you got to find somebody. And there's going to be a lot of guys they see that could potentially be there, but the Titans, you got to find something with the backup quarterback because as we have seen, if you don't have a quarterback in the National Football League, you're not going to have a good team. So that is my third point, Denard. I kind of just wanted to transition from my second point about the O.C., into why I'm taking off some of the heat of Ryan into my third point of which I would like to see the quarterback of the future be on the roster for next year and have some time to develop behind Ryan Tannehill, who I think is a good leader and a guy that could really show him some pointers early in his career. So that is those are my three points, Denard. What is your final point, sir? My final point was really at the linebacker position. You know, of course, Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown are both free agents this year. So it looks like they're going to let at least Rashawn walk. I don't know the situation with Jayon, but when you look at the slob back in court, you got more production out of David Long Jr. And then you got the rookie last year. Uh, you end up drafting Monty Rice out of Georgia. And we saw a lot of production out of Zach Cunningham. You got to, you know, this defense, they played so well this year, David. They were outstanding. I mean, considering the fact that most of your offensive players were depleted of injuries. You saw this team, how they dominate. I mean, they was dominating against Kansas City. You, if you would have told me, like, I love when you said that if you would have told me that this defense would sack Joe Burrow nine times, they would basically uh, hold a Cincinnati offense to four field goals and a touchdown. I think we would come away with the victory. So once again, I'm, I hope they keep those pieces together and, and hopefully David Long Jr. and Monty Rice can be the X factors next year. But they're going to need uh, the core of those defensive players back because the way free agency is today, you know, money talks. And, and you know how it is, with, just like with Corey last year leaving. So that's that's what I want to see. I want to see them address some holes because it looks like defensively, you know, your linebackers m- might be gone. They, they didn't make any attempt to um, – pick up that option, the fifth-year option on Rashawn, so they're going to let him walk. But Jayon is a big question mark. So, again, I'm anxious to see if they're going to go with David Long Jr., if they're going to allow Monty Rice kind of be that guy oh, going into his second year. I would be very, very surprised I mean, if Zach Cunningham's his, not back. It, like, right. I, I'm, I think he'll lead the team in tackles next year. That's yeah, I agree. I'm already going out on a limb there. I, I, I actually feel fine there, Denard. I think, like you said, they'll start David Long Jr. and they'll start Zach Cunningham, and Monty Rice will be there. Then they'll get a couple of other guys to back them up. So, I, I, I think I think Zach Cunningham coming clear off waivers to where they were able to claim him really made a difference. And had that not happened, I would have been right there with you. But I, I think even though he's going to be a a, a pretty penny uh, cap wise, 
I see him sticking around for the foreseeable future, and I, I, I don't think, I definitely don't feel near as bad about the inside linebacking position now as I did, we'll say, three months ago. I feel you. Yeah, other than that, you know, it's just, I mean, we don't know. Free agency is it's kind of like a hit or miss. Um, I know that there's going to be some changes. Unfortunately, that's the way the game is. There's going to be some pieces uh, that they're going to have to fit some new pieces in. But um, I'm excited to see what this team is going to look like in 2022. I, I, I know they have the pieces in place. If they keep the core of their players together for at least another year, they can make a run for us. So I'm excited for 2022 for this Titans organization. It's it's setting up to where they're still in a position to win now, and but you got to make a move. You got to find a way to break through in the playoffs, get something going, because as you say, Denard, if you don't find a way to capitalize, eventually they're just going to blow it all up and start over. So Titans are in that window. They got to make something happen. And I do think if things don't go well in 2022, uh, we could be nearing that, especially if we'll say the offense doesn't get things going because you're looking at an aging Julio. I, obviously, you still have Derrick Henry, but and A.J. Brown, they got to get him locked up for the future. But there are a lot of other skill positions you don't know a whole lot about. Ryan will be in the, at, by the beginning of not this coming season, but the next season, 35 years old. So you, you got an aging offense that if you don't make sure you sure up some certain pieces long term, begs the question of what you'll have there so we'll see what happens but we got a long off season a lot to talk about i'm excited to start getting into some of these potential prospects the titans might be drafting i uh, love getting into the mock draft season going through all of those names but denard and i will be here to talk to you through that free agency is around the corner even though we still got the big game left to play but just the nfl it never sleeps man there's always something to talk about and so denard and i will be here to keep it moving for all things Titans. But that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at BelieveTitans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.